Welcome to the Easy Peasy Podcast, where we discuss living better through permaculture, mindfulness, decentralization, flow, freedom, agorism, anarchy, and more. Our mission is to solve life's complex problems with simple solutions. I'm your host, Mike the Polymath Whistler, coming from the Easy Peasy Shop in Indianapolis, Indiana, the crossroads of America. Thanks for joining. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 65 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. It's my birthday. You know, I just so happened to be born 29 years ago today. And I would be remiss if I didn't put out a show because I think this is a day that should, you know, not because of me by any means, but it's amazing to me that April 19th is not a day that we remember as opposed to maybe, say, July 4th. And I, I tell you this because obviously, you know, being that it's my birthday and I'm, I'm kind of a history nut, um, I, I've always taken particular interest to events that took place on this day throughout relatively, uh, you know, modern history and the most recent things are are quite troubling. They're they're pretty unpleasant. You know, you go back exactly twenty nine years and you have Waco, Texas and a couple of years after that you have the Oklahoma City bombing. And if you don't know how those two are connected, along with an event called Ruby Ridge, you might want to look into the history. Because they are all quite connected, as far as I know. But the history of those events is kind of swept under the rug, even though they only happened in the last few decades. But a day, a 
couple hundred years earlier is the one that I find much more interesting. April 19th, 1775. This is the day that I'm saying should, in my opinion, trump July 4th. You know, July 4th, we celebrate Independence Day. You know, the day that we that we basically signed into law a new constitution, a new country. And you know, that was that was a year and some months after the day when people stood up you know when 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 blood was first spilt and i'm not sure which day is is better is it the day that a new government is formed or the day in which people stood up against the existing government for the very first time i i was just so you know it was it was kind of coincidental but it, i was fortunate to to find myself at minuteman National Park some months ago. This is just outside of Boston. A stretch of of historic road from Concord to Lexington, Massachusetts. And this is the road. This is the road where it all started. I don't know, you know, how else, how else to describe it. I'm not trying to like glorify revolutionary, you know, sort of colonial America. I know, I know where we are and I know where we came from, or at least what they've told me, but there's certain days that kind of seem of particular interest right and and we hear in school about paul revere and the shot heard round the world but it's like it's like we get the comic book version and walking through this park minuteman national park i i really kind of was was swept into the idea of what that day might have been like. So I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read a little a little um, summary of of the events of that day. Now there I could I could go the more detailed route. Um, Let's see, do I still have it? 
I, you know, I found one that's kind of like a short summary. Um, let's see here. Let me, let me find it. Okay. Here it is. April 19th, 1775 at about 5 AM, 700 British troops on a mission to capture Patriot leaders and seize a Patriot arsenal, march into Lexington to find 77 armed Minutemen under Captain John Parker, waiting for them on the town's common green. British Major John Picarn ordered the, the outnumbered Patriots to disperse, and after a moment's hesitation, the Americans began to drift off the green. Suddenly, a shot was fired from an undetermined gun, and a cloud of musket smoke soon covered the green. When the brief battle of Lexington ended, eight Americans lay dead or dying, and ten others were wounded. Only one British, British soldier was, was injured, but the American Revolution had begun. By 1775, Tensions between the American colonies and the British government approached the breaking point, especially in Massachusetts, where Patriot leaders formed a shadow revolutionary government and trained militias to prepare for armed conflict with the British troops occupying Boston. In the spring of 1775, General Thomas Gage, the British governor of Massachusetts received instructions from England to seize all stores of weapons and gunpowder accessible to the American insurgents. On April 18th, he ordered British troops to march against the Patriot arsenal at Concord and capture Patriot leaders Samuel Adams and John Hancock, known to be hiding in Lexington. The Boston Patriots had been preparing for such a military action by the British for some time, and upon learning of the British plan, Patriots Paul Revere and William Dawes were ordered to set out to rouse the militiamen and warn Adams and Hancock. When the British troops arrived at Lexington, a group of militiamen were waiting. The Patriots were routed within minutes, but, but warfare had begun leading to calls to arms across the Massachusetts countryside. <clears throat> when the British troops reached Concord at about 7 a.m., they found themselves encircled by hundreds of armed patriots. They managed to destroy the military supplies the Americans had collected, but were soon advanced against by a gang of Minutemen who inflicted numerous casualties. Lieutenant Colonel Francis Smith, the overall commander of the British force, ordered his men to return to Boston without directly engaging the Americans. As the British retraced their 16-mile journey, their lines were, cons were constantly beset by Patriot marksmen firing at them from behind trees, rocks, and stone walls. At Lexington, Captain Parker's militia had its revenge, killing several British soldiers as the Redcoats hastily marched through his town. By the time the British finally reached the safety of Boston, nearly 300 British soldiers had been killed, wounded, or were missing in action. The Patriots suffered fewer than 100 casualties. The Battle of Lexington and Concord were the first battles of the American Revolution. 
a conflict that would escalate from a colonial uprising into a world war that several years later would give birth to the independent United States of America. So, I read that not to glorify or, you know, founder worship. I read it to try to put you in that place. Because as I walked through that trail, you know, I felt, I felt the energy and I understood the history and I, I couldn't help but appreciate the coincidence of looking at a plaque that said, you know, William Dawes and Paul Revere, and I believe there was a third gentleman, you know, captured here at, you know, in the early morning hours of April 19th, 1775, you know, after riding through the countryside shouting, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming, you know, heading to warn their friends, John Hancock and Sam Adams. And, you know, they got stopped, they got captured and I, I got to remember which one escaped or talked his way out of it. I don't, I can't remember which, um, maybe it was William Dawes, but hang on. I'm going to look. Okay. So I guess, you know, I've got this timeline, right? And I'm not, I'm not going to read the entire series of events, but I just find it. I found it interesting because I can imagine that this was such a chaotic moment. Nobody, nobody knew yet that they were officially at war. You know, Paul Revere, William Dawes, and I believe his name is Samuel Prescott were the three riders and they got captured. And a few hours later, when the gunfire started, or when gunfire was heard, this says at 2.30 a.m., when they heard the sound of gunfire, the British decided it was best to set their prisoners free without their horses and go link up with their column. Okay, so it was sort of like, all right, we know you're rebel you know, dispatchers, basically. These were messengers, Paul Revere, William Dawes, and uh, Samuel Prescott. You know, we know you're, you're traitors to the crown, but after hearing a few gunshots, they said, all right, be good little, uh, you know, rebels. We're going to take away your horses, um, but we're going to go see what's going on because technically, you know, at this moment, we're still in charge here. You know, what trouble can y'all get into? You know, there's no, there's no war yet, but just a few hours later, there will be. So, you know, they let them, they let them go. And, um, 
like I read earlier, okay? So we all know this phrase, the shot heard round the world. And I find it so interesting that the history books say that it comes from an unknown source. You know, do we really not know who started that fight? I got to imagine it had to have been an American. You know, the British, they were they were trained organized troops. 700 strong clearly had the uh, advantage, at least from their point of view. So what's the, what's the incentive for one of them to open fire? You know, and this militia of 77, you know, on the Lexington Green, they, they started to disperse as, as you would imagine 77 men might do against 700 but somebody said, fuck it. You know, whether it was somebody in the ranks or somebody hiding in the woods or up in a window or, you know, I've heard different, different theories, different tales, but I got to imagine it had to have been somebody who wanted to see a change. Now I'm just I'm just telling you history here, or at least as best as I understand it. And uh, don't take it any further than that, you know. But I just find it interesting that this day in our history was kind of the um, the spark. And and what is treason on April eighteenth? is is now, you know, basically an act of war on April 19th. And it's you know, a new a new course has been charted, a new possibility has begun, but it took one person firing the first round. And they probably felt pretty bad. Maybe maybe not. But <sighs> Can you imagine being that person? You see 10 people you know lying, bleeding, you know, dead. And uh, I think, fuck, should I have done that? But as the day went on, the tides turned and, the, you know, these militiamen, they hounded these British troops the whole way back to Boston, picking them off. You know, fighting a guerrilla style battle from the tree line as the troops marched through the through the road. And I've stood there and I've seen the headstones, the, the, the graves of the British soldiers. And it's just you know, it's a brutal it's a brutal scene as war is. Some people try to pretend this this shit's just a story, but it happened. You know, people died. People still die at war. Even though it gets pumped through the TV and we we claim to support one side or the other, it's so easy 
if it isn't in your own backyard to to act as if it's some story playing out in some theater they even use that word theater when it comes to warfare what's that about now, i am not trying to glorify war but i am pointing to an interesting moment in history where colonists of i i imagine of varying like statures and you know positions in the in the community right some probably were wealthier than others but average folk who were making their way in a pretty in a pretty interesting sort of challenging time like you know settling a new frontier again i know like there might be people out there that they're going to demonize this entire discussion because of oh colonialism and white supremacy and fucking this that and the other i'm uh, whatever that's that's as much credence as i'm going to give to that notion because let's just talk about the cold fact of of the of people stood up against their government and this has happened elsewhere we should we should maybe do I, I you know as a as a fan of history i won't say a student of history but as a fan i'd be interested to read more about other revolutions other uprisings other insurrections other rebellions because that's it's an interesting thing you know it's like what i talked about maybe 10 or 10 or 12 episodes ago on the um the episode in uh, some about sailors pirates fishermen and smugglers right where it's like any any crew might have a, a reason to mutiny you know it's a matter of sort of I guess the severity of the reason but at a certain point the crew the crew loses faith in the captain and will rise up and basically overthrow hmm <laughs> overthrow that comes from a seafaring context that word because it sounds an awful lot like throw over like throw over board right to overthrow so it's an interesting thing to to just focus on the inception the moment of inception the the singular moment where the war starts in a historic sense you know and what leads up to it and what the tensions might have been and why you know, it's funny that tax day falls just you know right around this time usually april 15th but this time around is the 18th because of good friday but 
I always, I always begrudgingly do my taxes and I get it done, you know, luckily before my birthday. Otherwise I'd be pissed off on my birthday, but you know, it's funny. I, I guess I shouldn't be pissed off because I, I found how to not owe much, if any, right. By, by being an entrepreneur, by, you know, by nature of genuinely being um, at the beginning stages of building a business, right? Low overhead, but also like fairly thin margins. You know, easy to easy to live, but also easy to, you know, like eat. The money is good, but not that good, not yet. And when it came to doing my taxes this year, it was not hard to to write off the majority of, of everything. I'm trying to be a little bit unspecific here, but I, I, I played the game well this past year. Let's put it that way. But I always get a little irked in that I just, I just know that income tax on its face is, is wrong. And just the act of filing it, even if I don't pay, feels dirty. Feels like doing a chore that that I shouldn't have to do. You know, not that I'm opposed to doing chores, but income tax represents a lack of self ownership. Property tax is the same. You know, I've talked about this shit before, I'm sure, but you know, things like this are why people got fed up in the spring of 1775. They didn't like paying taxes to a faraway government that didn't do anything but make their lives more difficult. So, just makes me wonder, like, how, how that went down. Makes me wonder who that one person was. You know, who fired the shot heard around the world. What's the reason why nobody knows who it was? Did people know? Did they choose not to tell? I I don't know. But I I have to imagine that we are not we are not at that point. Not even close. At least I sure hope not. But there's similarities, you know, it's like history doesn't always repeat, it rhymes. And there's all kinds of discussion going on right now. You know, I almost feel like we're not in 1775, but we we might be in 1770. If you if you catch my drift. You know, I'm not sure 
I'm not sure how much further this can go. With COVID and everything that went down the last two years, and with the way the economy looks right now, I'm not sure how much everybody's going to put up with. But they still do have a pretty strong hold on public opinion. But that's the interesting thing. Again, you look back to the 1770s and you realize that the majority of folk didn't want to fight. The majority of folk were loyalists at worst, you know, loyal to the crown or, you know, on the fence at best. It was a small minority who who sought change, who sought independence, who sought liberty. And it's funny that, you know, I saw a bunch of shit on social media today about, uh, you know, they, they lifted the mask mandates for airplanes finally, which is great. You know, I'm glad like the last couple times I rode on an airplane, I was pretty fucking irritated that I had to wear it. And frankly, I, I kind of didn't wear it most of the time. I kind of kept it down under my chin until like I saw the stewardess coming and then I'd pull it up just as a formality. And, uh, it's just, it's funny that finally, finally it's done, but it's nothing to celebrate, you know, that it's done because we let it go on for two fucking years and you might say it's not that big of a deal. It's just for air travel. It's just for... Well, no, okay. It's a big fucking deal when kids have basically... Be, you know, there are kids who almost don't know a world without masks. And the, the ramifications, the implications of that are so obvious. You know, I'm not even going to, like beat any dead horses here it's like the covid argument i hope it's obvious how dead the argument is like like we won they they won't admit that we won but we won that debate the the libertarian side of the argument from day one we said that that the unintended consequences of lockdown measures will be worse than the consequences of the virus, right? And that's the fact. That's the fact. Between fucking overdoses, suicides, and the rise in obesity and depression alone, right? Those are just four that I can think of. It's like... So obvious. So obvious who won the argument. But that's just the battle. You know, we have not won the war. The war of liberty versus authoritarianism is still ongoing. Even if it is a cold war, even if it's not yet 
you know, sparked. And let me be clear, like, I'm not advocating for a hot war. I really don't want that. What I want is for people to to declare independence for themselves. You know what I mean? Like, we can be sovereign if we play the game smart. That's what I advocate you know, I debated long and hard. Do I want to cease filing my taxes entirely out of out of principle and out of you know sort of a a belief that it's my prerogative, that it's not illegal to not file, that essentially income tax is voluntary, and that the only crime you can commit is to is to commit fraud but by not filing by objecting to file you know consciously conscientiously that you can that you can make that argument for it being legally legitimate but instead of doing that at least for now i decided you know, I can use the tax code to my advantage. I can file. I can fucking own nothing and continue at least on paper to be a good little piggy. You know? This whole notion of like agorism, like of, of entering the alternative spaces of, of counter economics, of trading and bartering for non us, you know, currency by using, you know, crypto by using whatever gold and silver, you know, by operating outside of the mainstream economy, we can, we can become more independent. You know, I I don't want to overstate like radical independence because I, I believe in interdependence. But there's, you know, there's a huge difference between interdependence and codependency. It's funny, you know, being that it's my birthday, I got you know, quite a few like, you know, nice messages as, 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 you know, it's great. I love it. I love it. As long as nobody hopes to hear back from me immediately, you know, I did go back. I texted everybody back. I'm not going to bother with like Facebook and all that, but anybody that texted me happy birthday, I said, you know, thanks. Hope you're doing well, you know, this, that, and the other but I, I refuse to be accessible on my birthday. You know, it's like I don't want to text back right away. I'm I'm in the middle of something. I worked today. I busted ass, y'all. I killed it. 
Gonna go finish up tomorrow. Building this little greenhouse, you know, this kit, million little pieces coming together, turning nothing into something, you know. It's like alchemy. That's what that's what starting a business is. You take all these ingredients and you you mix them together and you create gold. You're a fucking alchemist. If you can create even just a modestly profitable business. It's fucking alchemy. And once you know what it means to create income for yourself, not to work, but to create. Now, obviously, some work goes into it, but that's that's why so many business owners kind of go the the libertarian or at least the conservative route because at a gut level they recognize like I earned this money. Who are you to steal it from me? Because because I was going to use it for something. I was going to do something with it. And that something I do might create opportunities for others. But instead I'm fighting this, this uphill battle. Instead of being the producer, the creator that I am. And there's so many fuckers out there that are so anti anti-capitalist, anti, you know, wealth. If you have money, they hate you. They don't they don't care what you have to say. Now, I don't have a whole lot of money, but I I have people I look up to that do. You know, I have a I I have a number of people that that I work for, that I've become friends with who are quite successful and I view that as 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 something to look up to something to aspire to not something to spit on or look down upon or you know I I've had arguments with people my age about you know I'll tell them about how you know so and so told me you know some advice one time this that and the other and they say oh well is that person rich it's like well like, I guess, yeah, well, I don't fucking care what they have to say. Somebody said that to me. Somebody said that to me when I told them, like, what my mentor had told me. Oh, are they rich? Are they wealthy? Well, then they don't, you know, I don't care what they have to say. It's like, well, maybe you should because that motherfucker employs, like, like, 90 people. You know, that's 90 people that can pay their bills. You're gonna shit all over it just because he's he's doing well for himself. You think he should he should give up every every cent, you know, that he should co-own the business with all of his employees and it should be equitable and this, that, and the other. That shit doesn't work. Sooner or later somebody somebody's gotta like the buck ha- has to stop with someone. And I know I'm kind of like 
a little bit off the rails here, but I think there's a connection in that like either you're the boss or you have a boss, right? And not many people are going to end up being the boss. You got to you got to you got to work to be the boss. Not everybody's got that in them. But if you have a boss, the best you can hope for is that you get to choose who that boss is, who you work for, and that if you don't like the boss, you can quit. And you have that right. But the thing about 1775 and 2022 and a whole bunch of other times in our history as people as this cycle continues the thing of it is we start to realize that we have this boss that we can't quit that we didn't choose that we didn't volunteer to work for and I don't mean volunteer in the way of like working for free I mean we aren't working for voluntarily. You know, big daddy government. We all work for big daddy government. At least until we decide otherwise. Again, I, I advocate for agorism, not revolution. If you don't know the difference, you know, do a little reading, do a little searching, but I think that's it for now. I'm going to enjoy a little downtime before my birthday is done. So thanks for listening. If you uh, feel so inclined, we are taking donations, which is considered taxable income for the time being to be clear and uh, transparent, which I suppose is the same thing. But if you want to make a donation, go to easypeasygardens.com and hit the tab that says the Easy Peasy Podcast, where you'll see at the top left a little donate button. And, uh, you know, at the very least, I hope you keep listening you know this this podcast I'll be straight up with you guys I you know I'm enjoying the hell out of it I'm getting into a once or twice a week kind of rhythm which I think works for me I'll be honest um sometimes I just don't feel like it sometimes I really feel like it and I might pump out three or four episodes in a couple few days but I, I for now I'm doing it at my own pace. It's a busy time of year for the gardening business. Uh so that's that's the priority, but I don't see them as being mutually exclusive by any means. In fact, I should probably do some some gardening focused episodes. But anyways, I'm going to let y'all go and I'll talk to you soon. 
This has been Mike the Polymath with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Come back again. Come back again.